Hello, friends, and welcome back to segment number two of the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com, and you can follow me on social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter, at Trenton365, and that's the numbers 365, and on Facebook, Trenton365 Show. You can also follow and and post your events to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar page. You know, one of the things that I'm passionate about, a lot of folks know, is um, social justice civic engagement and the importance of those things and those dynamics um, to build a better community. Um, I, I'm often talking about having conversations and meals over food and drinks so that we can get to understand each other's humanity and who we are as human beings. Because again, that's all about this this whole, if, if I can recognize you as a friend or someone I know or another human being, chances are I'm not going to do anything that's going to harm you and I believe that you won't do the same to me. So we're going to be talking now about a campaign to end a new Jim Crow. And I've got Giovanni Williams, who's here. and um, be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Giovanni's going to be talking about a campaign to end a new Jim Crow and sharing a bit about his background. Um, but I want to say that I met him here. Um, he was on another program getting interviewed, and uh, we connected. And that was probably, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, and now he's back, which is all part of this idea of no one-offs. That we're going to do this, we're going to develop a friendship, we're going to develop a relationship, we're going to stay connected, and we're going to continue to grow. And we're going to invite more people to be a part of this whole movement. So without any further ado, Giovanni w- Williams, welcome to the program, sir. Glad to be here. Um, so, uh, you know, I'll get right into it. Um, like you said, you met me about, um, you know, uh, quite a time ago when I was here uh, before and talking about the new Jim Crow and my uh, group that pretty much is, you could say the youth, the youth sector of it, um, pretty much utilizing the uh, spreading of the information about the atrocity that's going on in the penal system, you know what I mean? And then beyond that, you know, all the different married, you know, laws that actually become, you know, a bondage to people that have gotten felonies, you know, for, you know, whatever the reason would be, and now they can't integrate right back into society, and it's just not fair. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, with that being said, just a knowledge of that, um, where I come in is that uh, you, the youth group that I chair is called The Feed, and The Feed is primarily tasked with spreading information about what the new Jim Crow is, and even other social issues. Um, through poetry, you know, um, through the arts, you know, and using it as a vehicle, an attractive vehicle um, to actually engage people's minds, educate them so that now they have the tools to actually defend against what they are being the targets of in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally I'm born and raised from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I came here about six years ago, moved to Trenton. I was living in, uh, I guess they call it Donnelly Homes or Dolly Homes, you know, around the way. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, a year later, me and my wife um, moved out to Ewing, and I've been there ever since. We have three children now, and, you know, that's where I reside. But I work in Trenton. Every day I'm in Trenton. And um, that's where there's been a great opportunity to give back to the community that first received me anyway when I came from, you know, across the way, across the bridge. And, um, you know, the main thing uh, pretty much is utilizing the, uh, the, the vehicle of art to spread awareness information. So um, that's what I'm uh, doing right now. Just fast forwarding, uh, the last time I was here, we were doing a series of different um, events 
where we were actually like having open mics and having different artists there that were doing pieces on the new Jim Crow. And now I'm in the workings of actually uh, doing a workshop now uh, with uh, high school age kids from 10 to 12, which is really what I wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. Now, were you always passionate about this type of work? No, I wasn't. You know, um, in fact, I really didn't know about the new Jim Crow at all, if you asked me two years ago. What happened was that uh, Patrick Hall, mm -hmm. who is part of the campaign to end New Jim Crow, was um, having a situation where a lot of his events that he would, you know, put together in the uh, best effort to notify the masses about, you know, what's going on to get people riled up about it. Um, it really was having an effect mainly on the older generation, mm -hmm. you know, let's just say 40 and up, you know, and the generation that was being targeted and always has been and to this day is still being the one that's most affected um, in being locked up and now you got the felony and now you can't get a job and now you're going back to crime because that's the only way that you can actually survive with you and your family is um, probably 25 and below. Mm -hmm. So he was trying to find a way to kind of reach that crowd, you know, by someone of that crowd. And he had a meeting where he had invited a group of different guys that were doing different things in the community to see if they were interested in actually being part of a youth task force that would, you know, spread information about the new Jim Crow through art. And I happened to be one of the people that was there. Um, you know, everybody had their different things that they were focused on. I just latched on and I stuck with it. And um, I started to read about it and I got really interested in it, you know, especially from the standpoint that... Um, it affects primarily my demographic, young black men. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've had experiences. I know people that, you know, got into situations, you know, getting locked up and so on and so forth. And it's something that now I know, well, the best way to actually curtail that is, and the best way that I have the most opportunity from my standpoint is that if I can use the vehicle of poetry to instruct young black men by way of letting them know about what the situation is in, you know, in, 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 uh, in the world and then let them write about it, that's actually going to be a means of when they're out there now in the street, you know, going about their business and when they might get tempted to get into a situation where they want to commit some kind of crime, where they want to, you, know, um, you know, be influenced by their peers. The knowledge that they got from being in a workshop that deals with a social issue just to write a poem about it mm -hmm. that can serve as a buffer to avoid them from making the wrong decision mm -hmm. you know? and, and I want you to, to drill down on why do you think art or mm -hmm. performing art specifically mm -hmm. can be a vehicle to change the direction of, of a particular audience or group? when the art comes into play you know the mind is open you know what I mean um, you know, it, 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 it's like you're at, it's like when you talk about eating over, you know, having conversations over dinner. There are certain settings where the, the mind is like at rest and ready to receive. Mm -hmm. Rather than you're on the go, you're going to work, so on and so forth. But when you go to a venue where you're coming together to hear something, you know, um, you know, I read the scriptures, I read the Bible, and there were a group of people that were actually called um, the, uh, some were called Stoics and some were called, um, uh, it escapes me right now. But the point of it was that they actually were a group of people that came to hear some new thing mm -hmm. because it was like that Greece, Mars Hill, you know, where the meeting of the minds. So poetry and art 
singing, all of that, it's a place where people come to get engaged from their mind standpoint to like almost eat, you know, but a mental way. And that's why art can, depending on what you put out there, whether it's art, music, whatever, whatever you, you would say, it actually is an opportunity for the person who has the talent to deposit something into this person, this being, this other human that's like here for this set time to receive something and then go their way again. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that actually is something that I think is a profitable tool to now utilize, not just for entertainment and not just for self-expression, but also to have someone to actually be able to get some information that otherwise they might not have been desirous to get it, you know. And so I think a couple of things with art is, is number one, it it removes some barriers yes. and provides people a safe space yes. where they can come and kind of be entertained. Yes. But at the same time, it provides a vehicle for the performer to share a message. Yes. I know when, when most people think about some of the most um, influential times in their lives and in history, it's always tied to some sort of an art movement, Absolutely. Um, such as whether it's a painting or when they're doing archaeology, mm -hmm. they're, they're looking and saying, okay, well, what, what was going on mm -hmm. at that point in time? And it just so happens that today, you know, in this day and age, you know, with technology, mm -hmm. people are utilizing uh, audio and visual mm -hmm. techniques and live performances. Mm -hmm. um, you're a performing artist as yes. well. Yes, I am. Yes, so I want you to artist. share a bit about um, what led you to become a, a spoken word artist? How long have you been doing it? And, and what, what are some of the experiences that you gleaned from it? Um, I started when I was in seventh grade. I was 12 years old and my art teacher at that time um, gave us a project to write a poem about your um, neighborhood. And I remember to this day, uh, it was like Brooklyn, man. You know, and that, that was the title of it. And I just went in, you know, had that influence from hip hop and I'm just going in. And that was the first time I did it. And then we performed it in front of the class. And I never forget that, you know, that feeling was different, you know, being able to speak my truth, you know, my experiences and share it to others and then have them be like, man, that was really nice. You know, I can relate to that. Um, now, as it relates to actually now experiencing it now later, now I'm 27. So 12 to 27, that's about 14 years now. Um, through going to different open mics. Recently, I went to a slam um, competition. That was my first one. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't make it past the first round. But like I was telling you earlier, um, it was a great learning experience to go to the next level, you know, in my, in my artistry. I realized that given those experiences, coupled with now learning about all these social issues and seeing, well, if it can affect this vehicle, this talent that we have, this force that we have that's internal, it can like inspire people to actually think on what you're saying. Why not use it to get a message out that's going to catalyze change? It's going to galvanize, you know, uh, minds to now put action behind, you know, just the word that you have said, and even be part of the action yourself. You know what I mean? Within your capabilities. But then, you know, we all have different capabilities. So my point is that using that um, means of poetry and allowing it from all my experiences to now utilize it just like how other people have utilized it, you know, um, in history. I think that that is actually the duty of a poet. I, that's the duty of an artist, to honestly tell me, you know, to, to be honest, as I think. Giovanni, um, how can people reach out to you? Um, so I'm on Facebook, 
Giovanni Williams. Um, you'll see a guy that looks like me <laughs> with a camera <laughs> pointed towards him. Also, um, Gio's words, G-I-O-S-W-O-R-D-S, and that's on um, IG, uh, Instagram. And also, um, the feed of NJ, or the feed, excuse me, the feed NJ, the feed, T-H-E-F-E-E-D-N-J, that's the page for the um, youth group that I chair, and that's in the works of now doing a workshop. Okay, and the feed NJ is on Facebook? That's on I, Instagram. Instagram as well, okay. Instagram. All right, yep. so I'm going to get back to this. So, uh, Giovanni Williams yes. on Facebook, but on Instagram is Gio's Words yes. and the feed NJ yes. on Instagram. Links to that will be on the Trenton 365 Show Facebook page, and we'll get that information out. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. We're up on a break. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I think every week I, I'm saying this and it's starting to become redundant, but I think it's also going to be maybe a segment for another part of the show, and that's the conversations while we're not on air. Because <laughs> right. the stuff is just its just so fluid. I mean, we, we do a little um, uh, uh, debrief of mm-hmm. the first segment, but then we kind of have some joking and laughter as well. So I've got Giovanni Williams um, here in the studio, and um, he is representing the youth version of the campaign to end a new Jim Crow, the mm-hmm. Trenton region. The Greater Trenton. Greater Trenton, Trenton chapter. chapter. Greater yes. Trenton chapter. So for you folks who are in Mercer County, for the most part, you're always welcome to this. And I'm sure if you're in Pennsylvania, Bucks County, etc., you can come and be a, car, a part of this as well. But um, you can follow um, Giovanni Williams on Instagram, Geo's Words, and the feed and J is the youth program of the Campaign to End a New Jim Crow. And for those of you who don't know what the Campaign to End a New Jim Crow is, all you have to do is an internet search for that or Michelle Alexander, who yep. wrote the book. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of movement around this for the last couple of years here in this region um, with a lot of people talking about mass incarceration, solitary confinement, mm-hmm. the prison to pipeline, uh, 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 trail, all those different things. But it also goes into redlining and the way that communities are designed. And I think it behooves us, if we want to really build a better community, for us to think about what, are, what is our personal impact in this and how we personally can get involved with either finding more information, number one, which I always encourage people to do, number one. But two, also to, to reach out to your networks and also in your own home and start making those relative changes. Sometimes it's as simple as a change in the perspective that you have when you meet someone who may not look like you or may not speak the same uh, original language as you. I know just today, and I don't want to give any credence to the person who did this, but it was just mentioned today that over the weekend, mm-hmm. there was another issue where um, one person called the police on a person of color because they thought that they did something. And uh, then there was an incident where a person of color was being stopped from coming into the building where they live by someone who didn't think that that person of color needed to be in the building. Right. So if we're going to, in this day and age, you know, 40 years after after Martin Luther King, actually more than that, um, 50 years after Martin Luther King and, and all that progress that we were making with civil rights, we're still dealing with these issues today. That means that we've got a much bigger problem. Mm-hmm. We've got a much bigger problem, not only because this isn't young people, um, excuse me, this isn't old people, this isn't the old uh, crotchety 70, 80, 90 year old folks who are just bigots and have been bigots all their lives. We're talking about young people. 
I'm talking about people who have just graduated college, parents, um, high school students, who are who have these ideologies. And with the technology that we have and the information that's available, it's quite upsetting that we are in this, we're still dealing with these things now, especially when we consider ourselves, and I'm doing air quotes for those of you who are just listening, to be a Christian nation mm-hmm. under the idea that everyone is created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. I just want that to settle in for a moment let you think about that. If we are still dealing with racist issues, crime, lack of health care, poverty, lack of food, poor education for certain groups of people, and we call ourselves a Christian country. How does that look like Christ-like teachings? And I just want that to sink in for a minute. So, I've got Giovanni Williams, um, who again is in the studio. He's a 27-year-old man, husband, um, father of three young men, young boys. Right. Um, he resides in Ewing Township. Um, he is in Ewing from Trenton via Brooklyn. That's right. From his Jamaican heritage, That's if you right. didn't pick it up, yeah. in his, and, and the little lingering of his patois. Um, but um, we've been talking about a campaign to end the new Jim Crow and the greater Trenton chapter, and he is heading up the youth portion of this, which is The Feed, and you can get that information or follow them on Instagram, The Feed NJ. Now, uh, Giovanni, you shared so much information um, yes. you know, earlier um, yes. in the first segment, and uh, we ended up talking about performing arts yes. in spoken word and how yes. that is a vehicle, and uh, you actually utilize that yes. as a performer yourself. Yes. How receptive have young people been to uh, using uh, spoken word or poetry slams or performing arts to share their personal experiences? I would say it is less than I would expect at times only because I believe that a lot of young people don't always have a venue. When you look at someone who's younger, and when I say younger, see I'm 27, so to an older person I'll be a young person, but to the 15, to the 12 year old, to the 16, 17 year old, I'm an old head. So what happens is that most of these younger people, you know, when you look at the school day, you know, you cut out, you know, I don't know, you get out by three o'clock and now you have from three to whenever, you know, the, the day ends, depending on your background, your parents tone and so forth, you may not be able to make it out to an open mic that starts at like seven or eight or nine in the evening or in the night. Or by the time that's happening, if you're not really interested in things like that, or you haven't been exposed to think that you even have an ability to really contribute like valid um, quality content in a surrounding like that or, or you know, an event like that, you'll be more influenced by your friends. You'll be more influenced by what your boys are doing or what your girls are doing or what they into. And chances are they're not into the spoken word, you know, if they're not like super, super into it like that. They, they may not be into things like that. So you get caught up with other things. So that's the real, that's the whole reason why my desire is, um, and what I was telling you about earlier, is that I'm heading a workshop um, with after school Mm -hmm. um, with one of the um, satellite um, campuses of the uh, Trenton High School with a woman named Nikhil Butler. Uh, She also herself is a poet, but she's also a a teacher. And um, I'm working with her to begin a workshop where it's gonna be a creative writing workshop. So it will be, obviously my expertise is poetry, 
But if someone wants to, you know, I've done, you know, haikus, I've done short <laughs> stories, I've done memoirs. So the point is to actually learn about a social issue, learn about some issues. We're not saying you can't talk about your emotions, you know, and everything. That's it's all part of it. But learn about a social issue. Primary one starting off would be the new Jim Crow, and we give you the content. You do the research about it, just like a research paper. Now, now we're going to work on producing. A poem. We're mm -hmm. gonna work on producing a short story, maybe. Uh, we're gonna work on producing a poem that you're gonna perform, and that is gonna be the whole focus of the workshop for the uh, the children that'll be working with. It should be, um, and I say children, young adults. It would be from uh, 10th grade to 12th grade. So I'm in the works with that right now. Um, I just talked to Nikhil today. I talked to uh, another person that's from the New Jim Crow. Her name is uh, Mary Kokesh. And she's heading um, uh, a contest, creative writing contest, where the first prize is going to be $200. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I'm trying to work together with both of these uh, women to actually pull it together so that the culmination of this workshop would be that the kids from this program and whoever else in the area, in, in, in the Mercer County areas or just in the Trenton areas that are in the high schools and want to get into this contest would be able to go and perform at the end of, you know, whatever the cycle would be to get the prize. Mm -hmm. And then the whole interim is you learn about New Jim Crow. You learn about not just because, again, I'm, you know, I'm a black African-American man. You know, we're not unaware of what's going on and the odds against us but when you talk about what can really happen to you law-wise mm -hmm. you know legally once you get into like committing a certain crime all the ramifications once you get locked up everybody's not aware of that because I know I wasn't aware of that mm -hmm. so the point of that if we educate these young adults these young men and these young women about what is going on under not so much the guys but yeah I could say the guys of creating a poem and using this means of information as content, then that can serve as a shield, that can serve as a weapon, that can serve, serve as just a warning to them when they're away from us and in their own areas that has all the influences that it has, you know, mm -hmm. all the negative influences. Because I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm going to take all these children to my, I can't. You know, I can only do what I have an ability to do, but I know I have an ability to write poetry. I know I have an ability to perform poetry. I know I have an ability to explain, you know, how to get across a message that you want to get across artistically. Now let's do it about an issue that's affecting all of us and has been and continues to affect us as a people. Mm -hmm. So, Now what, what do you feel are some of the challenges that you're going to have for this to be successful? And, and, Making and, it and, fun. Yeah, well hold on, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to I follow up with that. Um, and we got about three minutes left, but I want to hit a couple of things. Um, what are some of the challenges that you feel that you're going to, to come across, number one? And two, how can we get more people um, to see, get you exposure and how you can get people to, to be involved? What do you need? All right, so one of the challenges I would see with this is just getting the kids involved and really buying into... Getting bodies there. Getting bodies there, gotcha. but also even the bodies that are there, the children that would be there, because um, I don't mind starting off small um, or however much it would be, but 
actually engaging their minds in it. You know, it would be something where I might go there twice a month or some, something like that, and I'm coming in and, you know, we have a workshop, and then once the workshop is done, then you have an assignment that you work on until I come back again. Now we work with you, the ultimate coming to, you know, the, the prize of the $200, but, you know, that's the interim. Now, in terms of helping me make this a success it would be to come on you know platforms like this where i'm speaking about it and also people who have the same talent because there's greater poets than i am or, or poets that are still working up to come to a place where i am right now as i'm working to increase and i am increasing my ability you know artistic wise but the fact is that let's not use our abilities just to say whoa 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 look at me look at how i can use this soliloquy look at how i can use this allegory there is a reason there is a cause for the god-given talent that you have you know, Jesus, when he came and he had the ability that he had, he didn't just come to say, I'm the most holy on the face of the earth. He came to save sinners and bring them to repentance. He had a cause. We need to bring people from destruction and bring them into being like whole. And the only way we can do that sometimes is just by giving them out information. And that's the focus of the feed. Fantastic. Perfect way to end up. Giovanni Williams, thank you so much, sir, for being a guest on Transitions. Absolutely, man. I can't wait to have you back. Yes. And you can count me in for any support. Just please make sure you keep me updated on what you're doing. Okay, well And then I'll do whatever I can to support your efforts, okay? Awesome. awesome. Our folks have been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show, heard Tuesdays from approximately 8 to 9 p.m., where I have guests like Giovanni Williams on here. We talk about lots of different things, all with the impetus of trying to build a better community by engaging the citizenry. Right where we are and abroad. You can follow up with Giovanni on Instagram, Gio's Words, and also the feed NJ, both of them on Instagram. And then you can also find him on uh, Facebook as well, Giovanni Williams. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Have a great night.